and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hi moms, thanks for joining. I have an amazing guest for us today. Nurse and holistic wellness guide, Gigi Hunt. First, the mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us and subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. I am thrilled to have my guest with us on the show today. Gigi helps busy moms conquer fatigue through radical self-care. Gigi's journey began with a mission to find her healthiest self. And along the way, she discovered much more and now is passionate to empower others and share what she has learned. Gigi encourages moms to nourish their mind, body, and spirit. She explores self-development, holistic wellness, and helps moms realize the incredible power of their own journey. I just love her mission, and I'm thrilled she agreed to be a guest on the show and to discuss with us radical self-care in the motherhood journey. Gigi, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Valerie. I am so excited to be here today. I am so grateful for the opportunity that I have right now with you here to share um, my journey. Um, I'm also very grateful for the space that you have facilitated so that we can come together as women, as moms, share our stories, and empower each other. Um, It's such a vibe. (laughs) Um, It's really an honor. So a little bit about myself. I am a wife. Uh, I am a homeschooling mom of two. And I am also an entrepreneur. I also have a medical background and have been a nurse for over 15 years. I am on a mission um, to empower moms on this transformative journey of radical self-care and conscious motherhood, fostering resilience and holistic wellness as a whole. (laughs) It's amazing. I feel like this whole concept of radical self-love, self-care is just so important. And can you explain to us a bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. That is a really great question. Now, um, I have to explain to you about like my own journey. When I thought about self-care a few years back before I embarked fully into this, I thought self-care meant going out and getting your nails done, um, going out with friends, bubble bath, all the things that self-care means um, like in a society based, you know? And what I have Mm -hmm. discovered is that radical self-care goes beyond that. It has been 
my anchor in my journey to motherhood because it's not about indulging in moments of pampering like I just described. What it is is really a revolutionary act of reclaiming my own identity, nurturing my spirit, and breaking free from the confines that society says that we have to be this, we have to be that, okay? So um, that's what it means to me. And when the word radical, when we think about radical, we think about like, very expressive bomb like yes let's do this you know it's not just the big things but also the little things that sometimes are the most challenging because it's hard to be consistent with the smaller things than it is to just do the big things every once in a while it reminds me so much of what when i started as a mom like i talk and write sometimes about that where um everyone called me mom when as soon as I became a mom, it was like I had a birth certificate like my daughter did. And I filled out her birth certificate, you know, so carefully and all, but I had this like imaginary one where I had a rebirth and my new name was mom. And, you know, it's a beautiful name, but that doesn't mean it took away from my name is Valerie. And I love how you are helping us understand that society, even ourselves, we have all these expectations of how we need to be as a mother and we have to be X, Y, and Z. We have to be perfect or we're not good enough. But really at the end of the day, you are helping us embrace that imperfection because that's really like what it's all about. Like choosing love over fear and being a loving, imperfect mom. Correct. Correct. And I think that it's, it's very, yeah, it's very powerful that you bring that up, that concept of perfection, because it has been a bubble that I have myself had to break free from getting myself into these identities of if I, if being a good mother means that I have to do this, that I have to do that. Look at that person over there. Look at how she's mothering. Maybe I should be more like this. Maybe I should be more like that. And I feel like this comparison game that inevitably we all fall victim to is it hinders us more than it really expands us because we put ourselves into this little box of um, you have to be a mom or you could be an entrepreneur. You have to be a mom or you can work away from home. Like we can also be both. We could be a mom. We could be an entrepreneur. We could be a friend. We could be, you know, uh, uh, the president. We can do anything and we don't have to hold ourselves into this tight, tight bubble and stay there. Gigi, can you talk with us about your journey and what led you to that? I mean, you talk about also like conscious parenting and healing from past traumas. Is it was that kind of a journey for you to get to this point of um, realization of all of this? Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for asking me that, um, Valerie. Conscious parenting and healing from my own past traumas have been so close and dear to my heart um, because I've noticed that a lot of these um, societal expectations that I had, these cultural expectations, were ingrained in me. It was programming. It wasn't who I really, who I really was. So what I have discovered is that by embracing self-awareness, healing and being mindful, 
I am able to break from this generational pattern that has been a cyclic pattern on, in my in my life, in my generation, um, in my imprint. So when I am creating a nurturing environment for my children by cultivating that radical self love and care within myself, I am able to be more present, be more authentic. Now, does this mean that I'm perfect mom? Absolutely not. And that's the whole point, right? Like I'm going to make mistakes. I am also human, but it's more about fostering those connection, empathy, understanding, being able to own up to if you're wrong, being able to apologize to your child, being able to, to see them not as like this extension of you, but their own whole being and their own self, you know, um, it's hard to do that though, when you're stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, you have all of these different traumas that you're trying to deal with. Um, having a child, you know, this, it's very, it's, it's something that has to be, um, has to be confronted with an openness an openness to heal yourself so that you can pour love into them in a way that is not because it's not um, to benefit you, but to benefit them as well. And I like how you mentioned that it isn't about not messing up because there's so much power in like apologizing and saying, you know what, mom's not perfect. And let's talk about what happened. And here's how, you know, mom's going to work on things. Here's how maybe you, here's some things that maybe you can work on. I'm going to work on it. We're all learning together because I don't want, like thinking about it, I don't, I wouldn't want a perfect mom, you know, Mm -hmm. like life isn't perfect. We all, I think it's helpful to work on embracing that and embracing disappointment, embracing the fact that, you know, things aren't going to go perfectly all the time and that's okay. And that you're helping us realize that and those generational legacies that, you know, we all struggle with. I mean, I, it reminds me of one time I was on, um, you know, we had like a nest cam or some type of camera in the house. And I, being a musician back in the day, I always like would like assess my performance when I was a flute player. And I remember one day I was like, you know, I think that camera was running and I yelled and I think I yelled a little too much or whatever it was. I was too frustrated. So I played it just to assess kind of like how I was used to of like, okay, let me see how that performance was. (laughs) I sounded exactly like my mom. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that was not in my head, that sounded a lot different than what it actually sounded. And so much of me was like, I'm not going to yell like my mom. I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, here I am doing the same exact thing. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, what, what can I do with this awareness? Because I think that's the first step is being aware. And it's like, well, okay, first of all, I'm not perfect. But second of all, saying, okay, now that I know there's something that I want to work on, giving myself grace and saying, okay, how do I do these baby steps of, of choosing love and, and choosing to show my compassion, not only to my kids, but to myself as well, if that makes sense. 
Yes, absolutely. And um, I think it's very interesting that you mentioned that, the you know, you don't, I don't want to be like my mom. I don't want to do this. We don't want to do that, you know, because I've, oh my gosh, I have found myself, even though I wasn't raised with my mom, I've had a, like a very tumultuous, is that that word, um, upbringing and childhood. And I wasn't always um, raised with my mom. But even so, like in my adulthood, I see parts of her being reflected in me. And I feel like what has helped me the most in this process is to become aware and um, raise my awareness of these things. Sometimes it's like our shadow self. That's why I'm really big on shadow work, because some of the things, some of the ways that we behave, some of our attitudes and our way of experiencing life, it's not so much of us. It's our ego and also our imprints and programming from our parents, from how we saw them behaving. Um, even like sometimes I, when, if I lose my cool, I, I see parts of my dad inside of me and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like exactly how, how he would behave or how he would act or what he would say to me. And what I have learned is to to be able to become aware of that is one thing, but also to to make the changes that need to happen in order to break that cycle. So what I mean is going within, um, really evaluating your triggers. Um, I have, <laughs> I have the story I want to share with you quickly. So um, a few months ago, my daughter was really triggering me, right? I kept feeling like, oh my gosh, like, why do I feel this way? Why does my, my blood start boiling? You know, all of these physical feelings that you feel when you're getting frustrated. And I heard somewhere someone say, most of the time, it's not the trigger, but it's what is arising inside of you when you're triggered. And I sat with that and it made me realize that the reason my daughter was triggering me was because she is very rambunctious. She's very energetic. She's a wild child. She's like, you know, new earth, <laughs> new earth child. She's so outspoken. She's magnificent. And that's how I've been raising her. However, when she would exhibit all of these behaviors, I withdrew into my inner child because I was not given the space to be like that when I was a child. Like I couldn't speak loudly. I couldn't really express myself. I was shut down like, oh no, you have to behave. You know, I would be hit if I wasn't acting a certain way. And what I realized was my daughter was triggering me because my inner child felt hurt because I was never allowed to be expressive like she was. So when I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is what's happening. It allowed me to zoom out, get like a, a better perspective because sometimes when we're when we're too close to the situation we can't see the whole big picture so I had to do a lot of like self-healing self-reflecting zoom out and realize like what's happening here right I was trying to parent my inner child instead of parenting this amazing girl that I had in front of me and it was something that you know if I didn't get that first level of awareness I wasn't going to be able to go within and really work through this, um, which is why I believe that meditation is so important, especially for us as moms, you know, um, because it's a it's an opportunity that we allow ourselves to become familiar with our thought patterns and see the like, you know, what patterns it is that we have to like navigate through and um, rise above. <laughs> right cuz we are not our patterns we are not our moods you know we we are not all of these things that 
society says that we are. We're so much more. I feel like the negative self-talk that we give ourselves is so automatic sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, John Gottman. He's more of a, a marriage researcher, but I sometimes will talk and write about this like five to one ratio that he came up with of like with marriages, for example, you should um, give five positives to one negative. So if like there was some, you know, whatever, I yelled too much that day. So now because there was one negative, let me do five positives. And um, which is so much easier said than done, but that's just kind of how our brain works. Like we focus mm-hmm. more on negative for survival purposes. And, but what I thought was interesting is not only for marriages and for relationships, but also for ourselves. So when we're like trying to parent ourselves, like you're mentioning, like parenting, like we have, to, like, there's this parent that we are for our children where like, so I am Valerie's mom, like that I'm the Valerie mom. So that's, that's who I am as a parent, but I also have my inner child mom and that's a totally different parenting experience. And that's Mm -hmm. where maybe I can bring that five to one ratio when I have a negative thought of, Oh, not good enough. Or this isn't, you know, I'm not perfect or whatever. Then I can say, you know what? That was a negative thought. Let me list, let me say five good things about myself right now. And that may be very hard to do. It's hard for me to do. So I have this, um, cause I, um, I, uh, how do I say, I don't want to say struggle because, um, I really feel like words are the way we express ourselves towards ourselves is very important for our subconscious mind. However, I do have, um, a challenging time with negative talk and, uh, in, in intrusive thoughts yeah. and negative self-talk. And I have found that what has really helped me is to cultivate a routine and pattern around the way that I talk to myself where, um, I feel like my self-talk is improving every day. I feel like my my self-talk towards myself is getting better and better. And one thing that I have really that has really helped me is every time I have one negative thought, I say three positive things out loud like in that moment. Um I'll give you a perfect example and this is like really wild, but um we recently moved, right? And I have like when I move, I have this crazy irrational fear that someone's going to come in and, you know, off with their heads. (laughs) So I'm always like very uneasy the first, you know, for the first few nights or whatever in a new place, even when we go out to hotels or anything, I'm just like, this happens. So I found myself, it's crazy. I found myself going down this negative spiral and it's important to note, Valerie, that what we focus on is the life that we experience, right? So if I'm focusing on these negative talk what happens is it's like a cascade of events, right? It's like a rolling snowball effect. So like one thought becomes a negative thought, then it comes another negative thought. And before you know it, you're sad because someone wasn't your friend in high school or something. You know how that is. You just spiral. So soon as I found myself, (laughs) soon as I found myself with the first thought, and I, I caught it right away. I was like, oh, here we go. Gigi, <laughs> let's get this together. This is that real. So I started questioning this thought, like, is this real? 
um, you know, is it really true? Like, what does it mean? Like, why am I making this story up? Blah, blah, blah. And I just started like dissecting this negative thought to the point where at the end I was like, and now goodbye. Cause I gave it, a, I allowed it to be yes. <laughs> and didn't attach to it. Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. I am totally the same <laughs> way with all of that. And yeah. All of the rabbit holes of God, show me I, all the things that my mind comes up with. But I like the okay. I I honored this thought, or maybe not honored the thought, but I'm aware of the thought, and I let it go down the river mm-hmm. of thoughts, or you know, just goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> the thought, a thought is just Correct. a thought. Yep, yep. We give too much credit mm-hmm. to our thoughts sometimes, and you know, I I I feel like it's because a lot of us we live in this 4D dimension, this 4D world where our thoughts take over, and I don't know, but this happens to me often. <laughs> but um, I start, you know, identifying with my thoughts and thinking, like, is this real? And you know, I believe that self awareness helps us to realize, like we are not these thoughts. We are not these moods. Okay. Like this is just, this is just a thought and it's, I don't have to give it any attention. I could observe it, not try to change it for the better or for the worse, you know, because when we resist, we also persist. The things persist and it gets worse and it grows and it grows. So yeah, I feel like, you know, just understanding. And this happens a lot in our motherhood journey, right? Because we start going down the spiral. Am I doing enough? Um, Are my kids loved? Are they healthy? Are they happy? And this, and we start getting ourselves all worked up and making up all these stories in our head. Will they be good enough? Will they go to college? Will they, will they find the love of their lives? And I feel like it's important to recognize that this is not this is not real. Like there's nothing we can control about the future. The past is already gone. When we we start taking note that, you know, our thoughts are not us and our thoughts are just thoughts that we can create. We can give them life or we could just let them go and, you know, just goodbye. (laughs) It becomes very powerful because it, it, it just reminds us of the power that we have when we're able to recognize that. So powerful, Gigi. Um, and you share on your platform like uh, a lot of positive affirmations, and I love that that self talk um, that you have. Can you share with us a few uh, positive affirmations? Absolutely. So crafting um, positive affirmations that are tailored to your unique journey is a game changer because it's not just the words that we say but the emotions that we put with the words that we're saying that really helps us to create and manifest and become the highest version of ourselves that we want to be. So um, I, I have, you know, talked about how to make affirmations more personalized on my platform, but I just wanted to share some of my personal favorites because I feel like a lot of um, moms could, could relate and resonate with it. So the first one I am going to share is I am embracing my journey, knowing that each step is a vital part of my growth. When we think about that, right, it it has layers to it, right? I'm embracing my journey, my personal, unique journey. Each step is needed, even in those moments that we get mad, that we scream, that we have those moments, that's important because that's teaching us 
it's teaching us. So I feel like that's so powerful for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one that ties with that. Yeah. Another one that ties with that is in this moment, I am exactly where I need to be. And I trust the process of my life. Mm. Wow. Right. I love that. Yes. Um, And another one. Every challenge I face is an opportunity to learn, grow, and become more resilient. I feel like this is very, very, um, resonates very much with motherhood because we are, it's not like a destination we get to, right? It's, it's a journey that we're on. We're forever evolving. We're going to make some mistakes. We're going to, you know, and I don't even like seeing it as mistakes. I just like seeing them as like, speed bumps. Like I have to get to this level and pass this, this challenge or this initiation, and then I'll move on to the next step. And that's how you gain resilience. Cause most of the time when you learn a lesson and you really learn it, you're not going to be repeating it. Right. <laughs> so, um, and last one, I am worthy of love and I am open to receiving love in all its forms. Um, a lot of us as moms, we have this underlying complex of unworthiness. And because we feel unworthy, we take our children as our token of worthiness. If my child is happy, then I am worthy. And I feel like that's something that society has placed on us. It's a heavy burden, but it's important to know that We are whole and complete even before we became mothers. We have been whole and complete from the start. Our children are now our own. We are merely vessels that have, you know, helped them to transfer into this part of our of our reality. But we are not their owners. We are not responsible to certain degrees for their complete happiness you know um we put that burden on us a lot like if as parents you know if we see our kid is sad or having a a hard time it's inevitable that we start internalizing it as i it's my fault i'm not worthy you know so things like these types of affirmations are good because it helps us to see like i said before the bigger picture the bigger you know um, a bigger perspective, 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 perception of what really is going on. I love it. Gigi, do you mind repeating those for, for us just to reflect on one more time? Absolutely. So um, the first one is I am embracing my journey, knowing that each step is a vital part of my growth. In this moment, I am exactly where I need to be, and I trust the process of my life. Every challenge I face is an opportunity for me to learn, grow, and become more resilient. And the last one, I am worthy of love. And I am open to receiving love in all its forms. Gigi, you had mentioned that it's important to focus on the uniqueness of your own motherhood style. Can you talk with us some more about that? Absolutely. 
I'm excited that you brought this up, this question up. In this world where we're filled with so many societal expectations and norms and titles and identities that we like to um, attach to ourselves, embracing the uniqueness of our own motherhood style becomes a powerful act of self-love, right? Because every mom is different. Not everyone has the same set of experiences or values or approaches, and that is okay. (laughs) When we um, start recognizing and celebrating our individuality, it not only like liberates us from the burden of comparison because we start realizing like, oh, hey, if Valerie parents like this, that's great. That works for her. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to adapt her same modalities, the same way she talks to her children, the same way, you know, her children interact with her. Like every, we're all so different. Um, when we're able to stop with this comparison and just be who we are, of course, you know, with space for expansion and growth, when we are able to do that, it allows us to be authentic to ourselves. And when we are vibrating and uh, an authentic vibration, we are attracting that connection with our children, right? So it's really about crafting our own narrative and finding joy in the genuine expression of our own motherhood journey. And I say this because I've been there where I um, <laughs> I was actually sharing the story with someone the other day. Um, I have a friend and she is just the most gentlest parent. Like she knows exactly what to say. She knows exactly how to, to calm her child. She's just, and I would look at her and I'm like, sometimes I lose it. Like, you know, like how does she always know? Sometimes I have to think about it. Sometimes when my kids are being like, you know, very expressive, I have to pause because I don't know how to respond right away. And I'm like, why can't I just know a lot to respond right away? And I feel like becoming aware of that part comparison, because it could be as little as something like that, or as big as like, whose birthday party was better type of deal, right? Like there's no like, there's no like one way is better. Like we all compare at some degree. So when we start to realize that this is our own journey, because being a parent is not just a parenting journey. It's a, it's a journey of our healing and self-growth. So, you know, I am at this space right now in my life, I am learning and I don't know what she had to overcome and what experience she had that brought her to this part of her journey where she's so cool, calm and collected. Right. (laughs) So it's very important to just live your truth when it comes to motherhood. There's no real bad way or good way to parent. As long as you have the best interest of yourself first, (laughs) because you know, if we have our first, first, our self-interest at heart, we are going to be more open to having this, interest of our children at heart, right? Because we can't love someone so unconditionally and we don't love ourselves first. It's that whole, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's right. Like when you fill your own cup, then it overflows. Um, I, one of my previous podcast guests had said that, and I just, I love that image and, and you're, and that I'm kind of like, visualizing that as you're talking and it, it it makes so much sense what about like when we have difficult days like I feel like sometimes if I'm tired if I didn't get enough sleep 
or like I I don't know, like I'm trying to exercise but maybe not motivated. Like what are some things that can help like when we are feeling like we should be doing something or maybe it just I don't know. Sometimes like it depends on the time of the month and all of that stuff. So do you have any tips for um, any of those self-care um, activities? Yes, yes. So first and foremost, I just want to preface this by saying that we women are very cyclic creatures. We are not meant to operate at a hundred at all times. We are going to fluctuate. Some days are going to be better. I have gotten into the habit of when I know that I am just in those moods, like I, I'd say it like, hey, kids, today mommy's over here. <laughs> so so that everyone could be on the same page and everyone know, knows. And I feel like that has been a vital, communicating my needs has been a vital part of my radical self-care journey. But, you know, it's important to know that we're not always mm. going to be perfect little mom, happy-go-lucky. There are going to be days where we're going to be on edge or hormones are fluctuating. We're going to have more energy some days rather than others. And I feel like it's important first and foremost to be aware of that. Secondly, I feel like it's important to cultivate routines and habits into your life that make this flow easier, right? So this doesn't mean that you have to be doing, 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 but when we're creatures of habits. So when we, um, establish healthy routines for ourselves, even on those days when we're not at a hundred, our, um, our, uh, like baseline is still going to be at a higher vibration than if we were just like not even paying attention to our self-care, not paying attention to our mental health, all of these things. I talk a lot about um, like being able to, to regulate your own nervous system because what we do on a regular basis is how our state of mind is going to be even on those times when we're very very heightened. Our emotions are heightened, right? Because our body gets used to certain things. If we learn how to regulate our nervous system, even when we don't necessarily feel like we need to, like having these practices in place that we do on a regular basis to decrease our stress level, um, we're going to handle stressful situations very differently. So I think that, you know, having routines, um, Another thing very important is to just, like you said, have grace with ourselves, understanding that we're cyclic being, understanding that we are not our moods, understanding that we are not our thoughts, flow with that. If I am upset and I am angry, let it go, like let it be, like feel the feels. The, I think that the worst thing that we could do as moms is when we're having a bad day and we, you know, society makes it like, you can't have a bad day if you're a mom, like your kids can't see that you're having a bad day. And we try to hide it. And what it does is it creates more underlining issues in the long run, because it's like a pressure cooker. Um, you know, if you don't release, release some of that steam and allow those feelings to be, it's going to explode at one point or another. So that's very important. Um, I've, yeah. Um, also, you know, being mindful that a lot of things goes into our moods and our behaviors, our hormonal shifts, the foods that we eat, are we moving our body, are we grounding ourselves to the earth and connecting to Mother Earth and, you know, um, connecting to ourself. Um, I, I, I've been like, hearing and seeing this, this quote a lot, um, as I go throughout my days, but 
so as as within so without so going within and knowing that it's okay to to be you and to feel safe in your own body in your own mind um because no matter what happens in the outside world when it gets crazy and chaotic for example your home burns down or something crazy goes on you're still going to be able to be calm under pressure because the inside world is is good does that make sense Absolutely. And that you had mentioned is something about that. So you had an experience with your home burning down. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So my family and I were traveling. We traveled in an oh RV for some time and we had a motorhome and it caught fire last year and we lost all of our homely stuff. You know, it was our home for like a year. So it was a really difficult time. And it was a time when, yeah, yeah it was a time when you, you're kind of like, oh, what, what is this happening to me? Right. So what I did during this time was I leaned on my routines and on my, on my self-care practices, right? I like to wake up early, dedicate time for myself. No matter how it got, I always made sure that some things remained constant. And in doing so, it helped my mental health more than I could have ever imagined because I used to be a very um, emotional eater and I would go down the rabbit hole of despair. And I was able to to not find myself doing all the things, you know, that I would use to previously revert to when I was going through this time. Um, but it was because I was cultivating for some time now, like this, the sense of self care and self love and appreciation and just being good inside and calm and collected, you know, most of the time. <laughs> mm. That's incredible, Gigi. I mean, that's amazing. And what you're talking about, is that essentially like meditation or is meditation a bit different? So um, when it comes to like mental mental health, I feel like it, it depends for everyone. Some people find solace in journaling. Some people find solace in meditation. Meditation can look very different for a lot of people. Meditation isn't just like sitting down and humming or whatever, right? Meditation could be done um, outside in nature. It could be done while you're doing the dishes and being mindful, um, being in the present moment. It could be done while you're exercising. Um, so that's like a question, like it, it, it's it's a pretty big, heavy question, I guess. And it, it will look different for every mom. It It's very important to find what flows for you because just because I like to meditate, X amount of times a day doesn't mean that that's going to work for you because what that could do is probably cause more chaos in your life. So finding our unique ways to center our our minds and stay calm is what's really important. So much, not as much as what it is per se, but finding what works for you is the most important. I love that because I feel like there's um, different, I think, definitions of meditation out there. And like, I for one, I'm not, I'm not good at like sitting, um, just like in a room and listening to my breath. I try to, and I'm trying to work on that. It's just not, not easy for me. But like you said, going out to nature, that helps me and everyone's different and everyone has kind of what is helpful in their grounding moment and their calming mindfulness or whatever they dub meditation for themselves to get back to their baseline. I think that is so important that everyone does have that uniqueness and knows how to fill their cup up. Um, 
Chi-Chi, you talk about your belief um, with unity, being part of like this grand tapestry of life and nature. I know it sounds like nature is very important to you and me as well. And was just curious if you can touch base with our listeners about that relationship you have with it. That's right. Good. So um, I really believe that we're all connected, Valerie. Nature, Mother Earth is like, we're all a part of this one grand tapestry of existence, like you said. And to me, nature is like having a conversation with an old friend. Um, I feel, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but, and my kids, uh, my kids, they're probably like, mom, <laughs> Like I like to hug trees and listen, I have so many plants. I'm like a plant lady. Um, and the thing is like, when you look at nature, yeah. When you look at nature, you see so many similarities in our life, in our, our human existence. And what has happened is over time, we have been so disconnected that we start to believe that we are one. And then nature is something else, right? So when I am able to connect and ground myself, anytime that life gets overwhelming, I found I find solace in the simplicity of of the world and how you know how it really is. Plants are my therapist. Like I could talk to them and feel them <laughs> and like touch them and you know. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like you could learn so much. Like, look at the trees, how they're so grounded and so tall. And we don't even see their roots, but they're so majestic, right? Um, that's exactly how it is for us if we would only um, allow it to be, right? So I I just find such an important connection. And I honestly feel that as women um, and as moms, the more we become connected with nature and our instinct, instinct instincts and in our intuition, um, the better the the process becomes for us and the journey. It's not so, so hard. So I went to Arizona a few times recently with traveling. My brother just moved out there and I love was it cacti? I don't know, cactus, cacti, mm -hmm. but the saguaro cacti, those big ones, it, it, I've been kind of thinking of them as you're talking, Gigi, because I feel like it is very similar to motherhood, like the cactus plant where they have to be resilient. They it, like, sometimes it's, you know, months before you're able, they're able to replenish their, you know, um, the water. And so they have to figure out how to go within but also they're so unique at the same time. Like no mm -hmm. cactus, it seems like really, or those saguaros look alike. And mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, there's so many examples in nature and I can go on and on and uh, a tangent with that. But <laughs> but same. I think that that is so powerful. We are all so, so different, but the same. <laughs> there was one quote, um, now that you mentioned that, that I, I wanted to uh, read off because I saw it the other day. It's from Dr. Amit Sood in his book, I think the Mayo Clinic to Happiness or something like that. But anyway, he had said, recognize life's lease. Even if you own your home, carry no mortgage, you'll still leave it one day. Look at that list of previous owners of your home. You'll be on this list in a few years. Recognizing this transience, you are a temporary custodian of the molecules that create your body. When you finish your life's journey, everything you call yours will return to nature. And that's including your ego. That's right. <laughs> that was like, oh, like, 
Wow. Yeah. Good reminder. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was having this conversation with my um, daughter this morning. We have some pretty intense conversation, even though she's six. But I was saying like, and it sounds crazy. I don't know. No one, please. But um, I was telling her like, you know, life is just a process. Like we live, we are born we live, we breathe, we eat, we do, we that, we grow, and then we go back to the earth. And then I was explaining about, you know, fungi and the breaker, I called it the breaker downers, you know, that um, allows us to go back into the earth. Like we are one, everything is a cycle. Like it just keeps going and going and going. And it's so important to, to as we go throughout our days, always in the back of our head, remember that we are part of a grander design. We are not just one. We are born and go back and come back. And, you know, this is a cyclic process. It's a journey. Gigi, now I want to give you the opportunity to talk with our listeners about um, your platform and your coaching. I know you also have a mama method. Um, And so I want you to share with us about all of that information that you do. Okay. Well, thank you so much for allowing me to talk about it. So I created the Mama Method pretty organically through my own self-care journey. And I recognize that conventional approaches to motherhood oftentimes overlooked the holistic needs that we need, we have. So the method um, has four pillars and it's mindfulness, aligned movement, mastering habit building and attuning to our inner voice because embracing all of these pillars enables enables us to experience a transformative journey that nurtures not only our self-awareness but it fosters conscious motherhood conscious parenting and infuses joy into the intricate dance you know of our family life it's really just a guide for moms so that we could be more harmonious and live more fulfilling motherhood journeys um, while we foster connection with our children and with ourselves. So the Mama Method, um, it's a six-week mentorship program that will teach moms how to prioritize their own self-care, bing, bing, without the guilt, without the shame, and without adding too much more to their plate, right? Because we don't want to add more. We want to simplify it. So um, expect to learn how to identify your stress triggers, how to develop healthy coping mechanism, how to create self-care routines that fit your life, and most importantly, how to say no to the things that don't serve you. So I know that taking care of, of, of ourselves as a mom can sometimes feel and feel like, you know, like a luxury, but it really is necessity. It's the basic needs. I love that, Gigi. That's incredible. Where can we find you? Like what do you have a website and Instagram? Um, What would be the best place for our listeners to check out more information about that? Okay. So if, if you're out there, moms um, listening and you resonate with what I'm saying and you would like to learn more, I am on Instagram at b.still.breathe8 with an eight at the end. And I have recently, um, I actually have a launch party on the 14th of February for this free Facebook group that I have um, created. Um, my, my vision is to 
to build a community of women, of moms who are on this journey to radical self-care, to learn ways in order to be more radical self-caring of themselves. So this is a free community. Um, I'll be, which I have already started, go live every week, talk about um, a different aspect of radical self-care, such as um, routines, such as time management, such as um, little things that you could do that that could help you if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. Um, I would love for you to be able to join me if you're interested in learning more about the mama method, um, the group is called our radical self care on Facebook. And it's a, it's a beautiful community. It's a beautiful growing community, um, that I feel is of the utmost importance because a lot of times we hear people talking about self care, radical self care, regulating your nervous system, but not enough information is out there for free to learn how to do these things, right? Because it's not just knowing that it's out there, but learning simple ways to incorporate them into our busy mom life and schedule. Mm. I love that you mentioned that it's not just the knowing, it's like the, the action, the doing. Like we can learn all these things, but how do we actually go about doing those things? And how can we incorporate it, like you're saying, into our busy lives? Because we're not always just able to sit with a cup of coffee and, you know, read on, read up on all of it or listen to it. Oh, now, Gigi, um, at, like with the beginning of the year, I mean, it's January now as of uh, when we're recording it, uh, this episode. Um, but I know you have just so much on your platform to offer. And do you have like any particular goals in 2024 for this year that you want to get accomplished or um or essentially like continue with um, providing all of this information for moms? Absolutely. So every year I set some intentions for the new calendar year. And this is a, a way of me mostly manifesting what I want for the year, but also um, anchoring myself into my mission and my vision. So I like to prioritize my goals um, under four different uh pillars, I guess you might call them, or like categories. And the first one is health. So my goal for this year is in terms of my health is to continue prioritizing my well-being through my holistic health practices, which include um, like my morning routines, my my eating habits, moving my body, you know, stretching, um, taking care of myself, being mindful of the things I'm putting into my body, and also being mindful of the thoughts that I'm putting it into my body. Um, the second one is um, building financial stability and abundance for a prosperous future for myself, for my family. I want to be able to set the intentions every year that not only am I, because, you know, when it comes to abundance, abundance is not, wealth doesn't just mean like money in the bank or, you know, dollar signs. It, it's a feeling. Wealth is a feeling. And being in that feeling every day for me is something that, grounds me. So building stability in that feeling of wealth and abundance on an everyday basis. And by being in that feeling, impacting others so that they could also, you know, feed off of that feeling, because it's all a cascade of events, right? Like, if I'm able to raise my level of consciousness and awareness, I'm able to, to shine that light and give off that energy to others. And the ones that are ready will will accept it and will carry on and then pass it on to the next. 
Um, the third one is cultivating meaningful connections and nurturing relationships with my friends, um, with my family, and with anyone that crosses my path. You know, I am on a mission um, this year to impact the lives of even the people that just literally just pass through. So I do this by like random acts of kindness, um, compliments, being genuine when I interact with people. Um, a perfect little example of this was uh, <laughs> I uh, I was waiting for food somewhere and this guy was there and he was just like, you could tell he was in a not a great mood. And I just looked at him and his shoes caught my attention. So I was like, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. They look so comfortable. And Valerie, you should have seen how his face like brightened up. Like you could see, like sometimes people are so in their head that when someone else sees them, it's so validating. So, you know, for this year, I want to do that more with everyone that I come across. It's, it's not just, you know, like, um, like on social media, but like in my whole entire like existence, I want to be an example of a light to others. Um, and then my fourth, category um, is deeping my spiritual journey for my personal growth and fulfillment because I want to be able to continuously up level. I want to be the change that I want to see in the world because it all starts within us and it all starts with us. So I feel like, you know, my intentions, they're pretty much <laughs> basic same categories, but different wording and different um, different actions with each of them. But those are my intentions. And my, my hope is that through, through cultivating these areas of my life, I am able to be more impactful for the moms and the women that come into my world and um, help to, to improve their quality of their lives and be inspiring to them as, as well as allowing them to inspire me. Cause it's like a, a you know, the, the law of reciprocity. <laughs> I think I said that right. But yeah, so it's just a give and take. That's beautiful, Gigi. Those are, I love, I love that. So inspiring, all of those goals and the, the fact that you are, remind me of like, I'll sometimes talk about the pebble of like throwing a pebble into a pond in the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And you truly are like creating this ripple effect, not only for like your own family, but also for other moms and Thank you so much for all that you're doing, Gigi. Thank you. And Gigi, before we wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave with our listeners? Any like final thoughts um, to go about their day today? Absolutely. So I would like to thank everyone who um, has listened this far. And I want to remind all of us moms that we have a unique journey um, to to carry out we are very important we are worthy and we deserve to radicalize our self-care put ourselves first that is not being selfish that is not something to be shameful about that is not something that you have to ask permission to do like it's so important to um prioritize our own self so that we can then pour into others. Like that saying goes, right? In the airport, in the plane, when you're on the plane, they don't say put your oxygen mask on some on your child first. They always say you put that oxygen mask on you first. You have to fill up your cup. You have to be the best version of yourself first, continuously learning, continuously growing, continuously healing so that you could give the best that you can to others 
including your children and your family. But it all starts with us first and recognizing that we're worthy and we deserve all of the good things that life has to offer. That's beautiful, Gigi. And I hope that all of our listeners out there have a beautiful day and remember that you are enough and that you are worthy and that you are loved. <laughs>